Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Hey, girls. I'm so excited about this interview. We have Louise Raynoni. She's an executive level professional and the director of sales and marketing for Acela Trucking Company and also our sound engineer and helps us put together this podcast. And we have been pulling her leg, trying to get her to be on this podcast to talk about all things that she's amazing at. And we finally roped her in completely unannounced, just grabbed her and just said, hey, you need to be on this podcast with us. And she's sexy to boot. She's sexy to boot. And we're going to talk about how being old and wise is sexy. So we're really excited. So welcome, Louise. Thank you. It's um, very impromptu, but I appreciate it. It's my favorite. How does it feel to be on this side of the microphone? It feels very weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're excited that you're here. And, you know, something that we're really passionate about is that, you know, we older the violin, the sweeter the music. And we are all just keep getting older by the day. And I really do think that we are improving. Yeah. I want to ask you. So you are surrounded by men all day long. You're in a male dominated field and you're in charge. How is that? Tell me about it. How's it going? Mm. How do you manage? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's very dynamic. Um, No, it's, um, it's been interesting. I have, I've actually been, I've worked with men my entire career. So um, it's something that I used, I'm pretty well established and getting used to. And so, no, I, you know, I work with men all day. I haven't really had to prove myself over the year. I've I've always started kind of in a marketing role. Sure. That's a very female role. It is. Mm -hmm. And I've always sort of moved into the sales position. Yeah. Which is a male role. Business development. Yeah. Uh But it's because no one else would sort of step up and do it. Yeah. So I found myself being like, okay, well, nobody else is going to do this. And I really want to keep my job. I'm going to have to do this if no one else is going to do this. So yeah, so that's that. But, but working with the men is great. And most of Mm -hmm. them are really respectful. And, but it's, you know, it's every day is certainly different. Okay. Just like you guys here. Don't you feel like men are more sensitive than women in some ways? I love men. Well, I, of course. I love, I love my man. <laughs> but like, I feel like, I feel like sometimes the stereotypes of men and women in the workplace mm-hmm. is actually flipped. Like if you put like, like they just get some more worked up about some things and it's interesting. I feel yeah. sometimes yeah. more yes. dramatic. Yes. You know, the, the whole a stereotype of, of working with an all female crew or, you know, like women in the workplace are always so bitchy and, and catty to each other. And that is not what I have in my office. Not all. There is no bitchiness or cattiness in my office at all. And right. I have all women in my office. Do you think that's because you won't tolerate it though? Because I did a very, very short stint at mm-hmm. um, an agency uh-huh. about six years ago and it was all women and I could not do it. Yeah. Really? Part okay. of it, well, part of it was that I reported to a woman who was just I don't know what her deal with. She was just not kind to me. Mm-hmm. And I had a very different skill set, but she was like, I sh- and maybe I was just sensitive to it at the time, but she made me feel like I was stupid and I didn't bring anything mm-hmm. to the table. And it was just so bizarre. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to, this isn't working out for me. Yeah. Um, but you're a higher D. 
And I, you know, we talk about the disc profile a lot and I know I circle about, but there's been, it's been life changing for me with the people that I hire. I'm very, very careful who I bring in. And if you have too many women, so if all three of us worked in the same, uh, for the same team, we would undoubtedly butt heads. Right. And it's because, it's because there's somebody has to be the one in charge. And so that's why I intentionally, when I hire people, I intentionally hire people that, that have lower deeds than I do. And it's because there, there is an arm wrestling. You know, you probably at that point were looking for an opportunity to prove yourself. And she was uh, threatened by you doing that because she was a higher D and she saw that you were coming and coming for her job. And so that's why she was nasty to you. Mm. Even though I wasn't coming for her job. But she viewed viewed it it as you being capable of coming for her job. And sense. so, yeah. I mean, having been in that position and having uh, having mistakenly hired women that had a high D as well, I know how that fe- how panicky that feels and how it feels like you're being challenged and it doesn't feel good. And so I think that that's why women can kind of in the workplace start to wrestle with each other because it's like too many hens in the chicken house when you need one hen to be out front and all the hens to line up behind you. And like we can move mountains together, but we can't have too many hens trying to be in charge. You know, it's good mm-hmm. self-awareness on your part. It really I, is. I've just learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've just learned that that's, it, it's not healthy for my psyche because I don't want to wrestle every day. Yeah. And I want everyone to be happy in their role and I want them to feel like they're growing and I want them to feel secure. And that most people, 60% of all people are a high S, which is systems and loyalty. And so they're, they're very eager to stay in, in, their, in their position, but they need security. They need to know how much money they're going to make. They need to know that you're going to be consistent. And so if you know that that's the majority of people, most of the time you're going to be okay. But if you have somebody that's a higher D, you, uh, you'll wrestle, you'll wrestle. Yeah, it is interesting because, you know, the guys that I work with, they, and granted, I've been with the company I'm with now since day one. So mm-hmm. I've really been able to grow with the organization and basically make my own path. Nice. And was welcomed because it was like, I mean, we're a startup. That's what you do. You wear so many hats and you're, you're just doing so many different things daily and your company's evolving. I don't, I mean, like I, you probably both know people who have been in startups. Well, you, you have been in startups, right? right? You, you started your own, you've been built your own companies and it's, it evolves, right? You think you're heading down and then you have to pivot or shift or do something. And so you're constantly just learning Mm -hmm. and failing and trying and and over and over again. Yep. uh, Yep. Exactly. And so Back to the topic today, which wisdom is sexy. It's, you know, it's that learning process and that, you know, learning by doing. Mm-hmm. And when you're starting out, you really have to throw a lot of stuff out there. Yeah. In be order brave. to learn. Yeah. In order to learn what's, um, what's going to work. Uh, but you learn so much about yourself and you learn so much about your industry. Right. You yeah. know, what's not sexy is panic and and feeling self-conscious. And that is something that when you're new in business, you're brand new, like you're talking about your startup, you're going to, you feel very self-conscious about, can I do this? Uh, do I have the right ideas? Do I have a good business idea? Uh, most of the time, you know, you're failing and it feels awful. But as you get older, as we get wiser, we learn that it's the more no's, the more fails that we get, that's the closer that we're getting to the right answer. And so that kind of confidence comes from just experience. And that's just years. That's just years of continuing to throw spaghetti at the wall. And like, oh, no, that's not it. Mm, no, no. And we need to be excited about failure. But that is a wisdom thing. Mm-hmm. Young young people don't know that. Exactly. Well, it's funny because when I was in grad, grad school, I, I got my MBA. And I was... 
I did it as a professional MBA, so it's an even, it's all evening classes. Most of oh. them were in person, but it was all evening. I had two two young kids, and well, you got your MBA with two young kids. Uh, yeah, I did. Well, That's amazing. <laughs> yes. so I, I mean, I but you know, like you always talk about, it's like what's next. I wanna I wanna better. I wanna do more. I wanna learn. And when I was there, so many of my fellow students were just out of undergrad. Yeah. Right. And so not the same people. They just didn't have any applicable experience to to use their graduate degree or to apply any of the the theories that we were going through. Right. It's just really eye opening to me. Mm-hmm. And sort of and and looking at from an entrepreneurial perspective as well. When young people are like, I want to be an entrepreneur, it's like, but but you you don't have any depth of knowledge. I mean, right. of course, some people do, right? If they're like some really into the, yeah. for sure. But most people who are like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start a company. It's like, well, you need to really have some deep knowledge before you get into something. Because you need to be comfortable with failure. And comfortable and fail with failure, but also you have to understand the entrepreneurships come comes from seeing gaps. In yes. the market and seeing opportunities that aren't being fulfilled right, right. by other people. So, so when you were in graduate school and you're a non-traditional student compared to the people you were with, did that give you more confidence, like knowing that you had a little bit more wisdom or that, did that make you feel insecure being around, just standing out a little bit? No, it, it wasn't an insecurity. I mean, certainly like some of the financial management stuff was like way over my head, right? Because I was a marketing professional. I was doing business development. So more of that, you know, sort of nebulous putting things together, right? A little more creativity that's involved sure. in that sort of thing. But I definitely saw like with some of my, the marketing side of things, stuff that I was doing daily. I mean, I'll pat myself on the back for this one, but my, you know, my final project for one of my marketing classes, I was like, yeah, they're buying this. And they didn't, yeah. they tried to implement and they couldn't because their staff wasn't capable of doing, yeah. it, putting it in play, which is because oh, it was like a, it was, it was, a, um, it was a, you know, it was a practical exercise yeah. for us. Yeah. We had to do it in a group and it was like, I did a lot of the heavy lifting, but I just think that's normal for, yeah. you know, for people like us. So <laughs> I, I want to dig I a little deeper into you and we've talked about it a little bit. And so you do talk about what you're comfortable talking about, but you know, you have been divorced before and it was definitely a, a restart for mm-hmm. you. And it was definitely, I would say probably something that brought you to your knees. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so talk about that when it comes to starting that over and starting life over, you know, Alicia and I have lived in a box because we don't have that breadth of knowledge Mm -hmm. that you have because we've been with our husbands. And so we're hoping that you can help enlighten us on you starting over and recreating yourself and and heading in another direction. Yeah. I mean, divorce is, it's, I mean, for me, it was the hardest thing I've ever been through. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was really at the end of the day, it was my choice. Mm -hmm. Um, And I still love my ex-husband. He's a very kind human being and he's, um, he's a wonderful father. It's just... I I can't even put a finger on it. And I've thought about it a lot lately since I'm coming up on three years. It's, it's just three years. Yeah. And um, it was just, it, you know, chemistry is a big thing. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. we went through a lot and he was, you know, a dear friend to me. And I just, it was just didn't feel right. And yeah. so definitely one of the hardest things, uh, but a testament to, uh, I, I think our parenting skills, my kids, mm-hmm. you know, they suffered a little bit, but for the most part, they're very comfortable with where we're at. And there I wasn't think they trauma. Know. 
I do too. They I do know too. as much as they want it all to stay mm-hmm. together, they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very sad, you know, when you see a lot of parents and you could maybe speak to this, a lot of parents will hold it together until their kids will graduate. Yeah. And then like the month later, they're filing for a divorce. Yeah. And so maybe like, I mean, do you think that that is something that people just stick to to try to put up a facade or do you think that? For sure. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I also think, so one of the biggest challenges that I, I, kind of thought through, but now I'm experiencing really kind of is the 50-50. That's mm. really hard. Yeah. Um, it's not being able to see your kids every day. Not that you can't see them. I mean, like we're we're pretty open. We live like two blocks from each other. So I can see yeah. my kids whenever I want, really. If they're willing to, they're teenagers, so they don't. <laughs> it's hard to motivate them to walk over and say hello or make an effort. But that's just Boys, part of being, teenagers. Yes, that's just yeah. part of being a teenager. But that's been the hardest. It's just like, oh, like I get my boys tonight and I'm like, I haven't seen them in five days. You miss them. I miss them. And you know, I think also is you miss the family unit. Sure. And that's been a really hard, I find myself getting emotional sometimes. I, but I don't necessarily miss my ex-husband. I miss the unit. Sure. Family unit. So like the smiles when they do something funny or like the roll of the well, eyes together. Just like holidays and just yeah. feeling that like, you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. You don't have to like plan two separate trips or right. And you know, we're, we're at a good place, but it's still really hard to be together during that. So we don't mm-hmm. just because it is, it's uncomfortable. Well, it makes you sad. Yeah. It's, it does like holidays are supposed to be happy. And when you're like, Oh, we have to do this together. So it's just been for us. We've, we've decided to just do separate holidays for the time being until we can. But do but, you feel an opportunity to recreate yourself? That's what I was just going to mm. ask three years later now, how, like, do you feel like a new person? That's a good question. I don't feel like a new person. I feel like I'm the real me. Oh, that's the that's better. Healthy. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I that do. Is better. I feel like I. That's sexier. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. I feel very comfortable with myself. I, you know, I was always kind of, you know, and I don't even know how to get into it, but I just, I feel very comfortable. I really enjoy living alone. Yeah, <laughs> that's just, okay. Like, totally. I think I could do it. I could have like, yeah. like still be married, but have the two separate houses with her like that girl. <laughs> that is like, it. I want to be married, but I like my space. Yes. Yeah. I know. So yeah, I mean, that's that to me. I just, I bought my house in yes. April by, uh-huh. my, by myself. By your very own yes. self. Big, big deal. It yeah. was a big deal for me because I never actually, you know, I'm, I'm 42. So I was still kind of brought up in that era of like, you know, even though my mom was a, you know, a career driven professional yeah. and she's an architect and you know, she raised five kids and, and, you know, she's a badass. She's yep. a badass, but you know, it was still very much a mother. I mean, she still had that very traditional role in our house where she's still, you know, and my, and they're great. They've been married for four yeah, yeah. years, but you know, it was still very like, you know, women do this and, and, and they don't do this. And, and right. so when you, you apply for a mortgage, you have a man attached. You have yep. a man. I yep. mean, my mom was telling me that like, she couldn't even open a bank account with, without my dad being on That's it or true. knowing. Right. Whoa. And that wasn't that long ago. That was not that no. long. Right, it's not that long ago. So, so uh, buying my house, I I didn't think it was possible, and then it so was can possible. I talk about that? Yeah. So Louise came in to talk to me about wanting to buy her house, and and she was she was very nervous, and she very much she was like, I have a backup plan, you know, I have I have a family that's willing to help me out, co-sign for me if you know I can't do this on my own, and we crunch numbers. I'm like, girl, you're like 
you're so ready for this. Like <laughs> you are so capable of doing this. In fact, you want to buy another one, you know, because you have capability of doing this. And she was just flabbergasted that, that, that she as a single mother of two could do this on her own. And it's true. You're a badass and you're, you know, you, you're making your own path and you don't need anybody else to do this for you. And, you know, I think, how how sexy that is as that is you are so blooming sexy. into and you are too Alicia you know it's like you're blooming into a much better version of yourself the more that you like you're saying you know yourself you know who you are and what you need in order to be happy and you know if you're if you're married to somebody not necessarily a bad person but just maybe not the right mm-hmm. person or maybe you're supposed to live on your own so that you don't have anybody that's maybe guiding, maybe in not not directly, but but they do. People that you live with, that you're spending time with, they do guide you yes. uh, to be this version of yourself that works for them. And it's not, it, it's done through, you know, maybe just a look or an eye roll or something like that. And it changes who you are or how boisterous you are about, about your opinions or a direction you want to go. So I think it's so awesome that you are getting to come into this this version of you that is so uniquely you and genuinely who you're supposed to be. I also think it's really humbled me mm. as well. It's a very, like, divorce is a very humbling experience. For sure. And you learn a lot about your family. You learn a lot about your parenting skills. You learn a lot about just who you are and how comfortable you are in your own skin. So there's there's a lot of learning mm-hmm. and, that comes along with divorce. And it's it's tough. Have, but, you, yeah. have you gotten your confidence back? Like, do you feel... she got a schwank back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... I, I'm really just comfortable. Yeah. Honestly, it's one yeah. of those things I'm not like, I'm not like, yeah. I mean, I'm occasionally. Like, I mean, maybe sometimes. Like, but you know what? I, do, I don't care about going out. I don't care about like meeting someone. I you know, like, I just, I'm kind of like, I really just am enjoying, I'm enjoying being where I'm at. Yeah. Well, I right? think that's about as sexy as it gets. Like someone who's maybe on paper, the prettiest person you've seen, if they're not walking through the world with that mm-hmm. confidence or just that ease, they're not sexy. Right. And like I have friends who maybe aren't traditionally like photo, you know, models, but I think they're the sexiest people I know because of the way just that that ease that you're talking Happiness about. Happiness is gorgeous. Yes. Yeah. And I, I try to remind myself of that. And, the, you know, my husband's very kind on that when he's, you know, he, well, I don't know if it's kind, but he'll say, he's like, when you're not smiling, you're, you're not the most beautiful version of yourself. And your scowl and your stress comes across as very unattractive. Oh, you and can I'm feel like, energy. great, thanks. You know, but I, it's, we lean on a lot as, as a wife, we lean on the fact that our husbands think that we're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And if you take that out, or our husbands think that we're sexy, or that we're the, our husbands think that we're enough. And, and when you take that person out, and you no longer have this human that is going to love you unconditionally, no matter what you do, and now you're just standing there by yourself, right? And you have to stand on your own two feet. And I think that that, I think, is the, the most challenging part about now being a, a group of one. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's funny because when I, <laughs> I've had a couple meltdowns with sure. my kids, mm-hmm. like when we go and try and do something like camping or. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where it's just me or, I, or like I have car trouble or, right. Or you can't open a jar. <laughs> or I can't open a damn jar. <laughs> or you can't reach something. Yeah. Or like. Stupid shit. Or yeah. like the the furnace goes out or, right. right. It's like the, this, the mundane stuff that you, you never had to worry about. And then it's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I, who do I turn to? Right. And even well, if they're not doing the fixing, it's right. the problem solving with somebody. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I. 
I remember back to, because my mom and dad uh, got divorced when we were like tiny, tiny babies. Like I have no memory of my mom and dad being together. I only have memories of them hating each other. And I will tell you that watching my mother and my father both very almost panically trying to find a replacement. And it was literally like scratching for any single thing. My my mom had like a different boyfriend every single week. And it was, it was, and then, you know, the guy that she, she married most recently, she married him after no dating him for six weeks. And, and so it was this, just this panicky and she gave, and that was, that was the memory. I mean, my mom at that point was, she was, she owned her own home. She owned her own vehicle. She'd lost a bunch of weight. I remember she was, you know, she'd lost so much weight and she was running a lot and she was a manager and a leader of men. And, and then she threw everything away to marry this guy because she finally found somebody that was willing to marry her. And, you know, because she was at the height of her of of her life. And so she was very attractive, you know, in that in that position. But the minute that she married him, she lost all of her own self-worth and her own ability to stand on her own. And, you know, he turned out to be not a nice person. And she and that was that was it. That was it for her. She just went downhill from there. And then my dad, too, you know, same thing. Just a guy having these children and not knowing how to be a mom. So very panically trying to find a mother replacement for us. And it was like all these women who none of them, none of them were good fits because none of them were ever going to be our mom. Right. Right. And so I think about that and I, I'm so impressed with the way that you have just stayed very classy and just like, no, I am me and I'm going to stay. I'm going to stand strong right here in my single very own self. And, you know, you're not trying to do that panicky, trying to fill a hole. Well, no, and I don't want to do that because my kids aren't, even though they've been very stoic during this, they're not ready for that either, right? And right. and I only have half my time with them. Right. right? So and it's now like, you bring in this rando. Oh, right. You can't. Like, mm-hmm. that's a, it's really, um, it's really valuable time with them. And I just really, you know, I can do stuff on my own time. That's fine, right? right? But it's right. not, you know, it's definitely like my time with them is their time. And you think about that when you're trying to build a relationship with the next person, you know, you're bringing them in and and you're trying to make them your one and only, like you're trying to fall in love with this person and you're trying to bond with them at a very, very, very deep level. But then here are your kids, like the, where do they fit in all that? Right, right. Where do they fit? Because they came first. And when, you know, when you put it in the order, like Alicia and I have, where you know you had the man, you had the bond, you had the love, then you made the children and they're, they're ours. And so they did come first. But in your situation, your babies came first mm-hmm. compared to anybody else. Yep. And, and if you're going to stack them up in, in order of importance, if you're going to make me pick, you're not going to like who I pick. For sure. And I think that that's why a lot of women, strong women like you, maybe wait until their kids are out of the house so that they can move on with, with the next phase of their life, which might be, you know, a new love interest or something like that. But it'll come for you when that's the right time. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm dating. I mean, yeah. I'm not, but it's just not, you know, it's, it's How is it dating? Is it fun? Is it weird now? What would that be like? <laughs> um, all good questions. Um, no, the dating apps. I just, I thought it would be so fun. Mm. I think it would be fun. I just think it's such a big thing I missed out on. Scary. It's like if you didn't ever see Facebook, I'd be bummed out if I'd never had seen like all these other people around it. I'm just curious. I know, but the unfortunate thing is you're so curious now because you have somebody that loves you that's unconditionally, true. right? Right. I mean, truly, I mean, because that's when I, before I got divorced, I was like, wow, you know, my single friend, my girl, I have a girlfriend in Nashville and she's like, look, you know, and she's like yeah. flying through, you know, her and I love her. She's tender. Awesome. Yeah. Her tender profile. <laughs> and she's like, look at this guy. And I was like, oh, that looks so fun. Girl, when you are, when you don't have that like unconditional, 
It's no, like it's just a totally different ballgame. I would think it'd be scary. It's a little, well, it's just, it's like, it's superficial to yes. be completely right. honest. Everyone's judging everyone else. And this is like getting back to wisdom is sexy. I like a smart guy. I don't, and typically if, if they're really good looking, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're not probably going to be the smartest because they didn't have to try as hard well right and i'm not saying that's everyone i don't want to everyone right we're we're stereotyping but totally stereotyping but it's a good percentage if you're super good looking yeah you don't necessarily have to work on all that you know that that wisdom and that you know the going through life having to improve upon your personality right because you have to attract through different avenues through different avenues yeah Mm -hmm. and but there is something about a man i feel like most women not all women, but most women do, they're attracted to the personality. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare that you see a guy walking down the street like, oh my gosh, it takes right. time. And it's, it that, would, that would be really hard to just look at a picture, read their bio, decide if they're being funny or a dick and you can't quite tell if it's sarcasm or what. That, it's definitely a younger person's game. Yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah, definitely. The online dating is definitely a younger person's game. But I, I mean, for me, it's humor. That's, yes. That's important. Humor and then just experience in life and that's yeah. where the wisdom comes in. You, you know? know, and we were kind of talking before we come on came on you know that that we are kind of starting to like our husbands a little mm-hmm. softer and we're kind of we're kind of looking for something a little bit different than what we did when we were younger and I think that that wisdom is really kind of honing in on what feels good and what feels truest to us I don't want I don't want my husband to be like freaking ripped all the time because then I have there's an expectation that <laughs> I need to be ripped and I have no intention of giving up wine completely and no. taste change and, yeah I remember like when, you, when I was 18 I'm like, oh, chest hair is so disgusting. I'm never going to be married to someone with chest hair. And now I love his chest hair. I like run my fingers mm-hmm. through it. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, taste change. Yeah, they do. Yeah. For sure. That kind of made me feel awkward watching you do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Plus the hand gestures. Yeah. The hand gesture was very inappropriate. Um, but... You know, it's just, you do, as you get older, you become more wise and you come in and you're starting to really figure out what it is that make you happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really liking this age and stage. I'm, I'm liking being 37. I'm, I'm liking, Same. Um, I'm really liking my thirties and too. I yeah. was really depressed to turn, to roll over into that 30. Same. No. And I was really, I Were was, not? no, mm-hmm. I was so stressed out about it. I'm like, cause I had my son at 24 and I was already fat when I got pregnant. And I've, I've like never, ever had gotten to, you know, I've never gotten to my pre-pregnancy weight ever, ever. And, you know, when you're younger, you're thinking that that's what matters. And like your gene size is what matters and your weight is what matters. And the older that that we get, and I know you guys agree with me on this, but you guys are both freaking tiny people. But, um, <laughs> you know, the older that that I get, the more I realize that, hey, being being confident in your own skin and being uh, and being happy with with yeah, where no, you are in life eulogy, is way sexier. Yep, at your eulogy, nobody's going to talk about if you have a six pack or not. Nobody's going to say, "Oh, she's a three. Yep. She was a three. Yep. Yeah, I've never been a three my whole life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just want to say one more thing. I also think with age comes humility and hum- and being humble. Um, and that comes from experiences and being, you know, learning lessons the hard way sometimes, and just yeah. having to take a step back and be like, "Wow." But I think your your friendships. Also, like your friendships that you've had, they deepen yes. if they're a true friend. And I've noticed that over the course of the last four years is the people that went through the divorce with me, my girlfriends who were there, they right. were really there and are, it just strengthened, you know. Right. 
even some of the friends that you have that, you know, I have one girlfriend who has always been a little, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to say combative or maybe a little competitive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all have that friend where you love them, but you're just a little bit competitive for whatever reason. Yeah. Probably because we're both so driven. Mm-hmm. The high D, is that? It's a high D. Yeah, high D. Yeah, follow along. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she was really just there. Yeah. And there and in it. And it just really, it was like, you just it's, evolve, right? Yeah. It's an evolution with age and and it's and the people that, that continue that that will ride that out with you, mm-hmm. and and the ones that fall away, we're never really good friends, anyways. Yeah. And you got to be comfortable. I feel like the older that I get, the more comfortable I am with the fact that I have like two friends, yeah. you know. And I'm really okay with that. And when we're younger, we like want all the friends and we want all the parties and you know we want people to have a great big shindig for your birthday or you know what. It's right. just. Uh, I, it feels icky now, but that's truthfully how we felt when we were younger. Right. Mm-hmm. Or when we were younger, I thought I knew everything. Oh, yeah. And now now I'm like, I know nothing. So the wiser I become... The responsibility is better. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> but the wiser you become, the more you realize, the less you know, which yeah. is also right. the humility thing that you're talking about. For sure. I mean, just to bring it back to, you know... To my all-male dominated industry, I mean, I've learned so much about just the industry that I'm in. I'm in trucks, right? And right. I've learned so much and just how, you know, five years ago, I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing in marketing. You know, it's all just, it, it all, you know, right. it transfers over. It's just how you message to this audience. And it's it's just not. Mm-hmm. So we've had to learn the hard way. And, and um, yeah, the humility, it, it'll get you yeah. far. Yep. And, and yep. the realization that you don't. We're only a fraction of the way there. We're still so early and so much to right. learn. It's, right. But it opens so many doors when you're humble enough to say, I don't know. For sure. I don't know what the right answer is. I need I need help or I need, mm-hmm. uh, I need you know, somebody else to throw ideas at. And, mm-hmm. and let's both go at this. You know, even like creating this podcast, it was like none of us knew how to do it. And we're just going to, we're going to come out with it and say, we don't know how to do it. And we're going to YouTube it. And we're going to, we're going to ask questions and we're going to mess up. We still have not figured out how to do video for this thing. (laughs) And we're going to getting there. We're going to, we're going to figure it out, but we're humble enough to say, Hey, we're badasses in our industry and we know nothing about podcasts. And, but that's how we're going to get to the next level is because we're going to figure it out. And then we're going to be better every single time. And that is a growth and maturity that has to come from being an entrepreneur, from Mm -hmm. getting all the wrong answers and, but every single time we get the wrong answer, we're one step closer to the right answer. And it's meant that I get to know you people and, you know, because we're, we keep growing. So yeah. I think we're way sexier and we are sexier, we are way sexier, <laughs> chubbier, way chubbier, sexier, sexier. Yep. more wrinkles, but I'm into it. Oh my gosh. I'm into it. I will say as we wrap this up, I, I went to my dermatologist to, to get, I'm starting to get age spots. So that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Um, and I just went in and I want to make sure, you know, it's nothing cancerous and he's, and he thought I was in there asking, you know, like, how do I get rid of these like fine lines? And he's like, don't you dare. You've mm-hmm. earned those. Yeah. Yes. You don't come want from to every have... freaking smile that yes. you had. Yeah. And he was like, please just, he's like, it's a slippery slope. I yeah. really, and I was like, no, no, no. I just, like, can you just take the brown part off? <laughs> I'll keep yeah. the wrinkles, but yeah. yeah, you earn those wrinkles. It's okay. You know it's what okay I think of? Them. And I, I know I just gush about my husband, but I freaking love his his crow's feet mm-hmm. and yes. he has the like he mm-hmm. is he is wrinkly around his eyes he's got the most amazing crow's feet and, and and the older he gets the more attractive he gets and I'm hoping that's the same thing for me I'll tell a quick story <laughs> about the same thing so I was just I t- talked about how I gained weight or I gained weight like about a year ago 
And my husband went around, just kissed all the fat parts on my body. And he's like, I love this part because you'll eat pizza with me. I love yeah. this part <laughs> because you drink beer with me. It's like, I love this part because you gave birth to our two babies. And like yeah. all the parts That's I hate about myself yeah. the most, like, like the arm fat, the fat on your neck that you get. Yeah. He was just kissing it and telling me how much he loved it because of what it meant to him. And those were the experiences that we've had together that made my body that, that way. That is the most yeah. gorgeous vision I can think of. That's- and it's that's really where where it shows maturity and wisdom in him because it is the pizza that you eat together. It yes. is the time, the fact that you'll sit there and drink a six pack of beer together. And then I gave birth to two babies. And yeah. that you, I mean, yeah. how could that be more beautiful? Right. You know, and this is the damage that it does to our bodies. But I'll tell you what, I would rather be fat because I've been eating pizza and drinking beer and drinking wine. And because I had this gorgeous baby that, that I had and then, then be Supermodel. Yep. I don't. I don't really care about doing that or the size of jeans anymore. Yep. No. Yeah. Gotta let it go at some point. <laughs> As it turns out, it's not going in the other direction. Right. No matter what I do, it's just not. Pretty so. sure I peaked about <laughs> a decade ago. Good. Just own it. <laughs> peaked a while ago. I wish I would have known the day that I peaked. I know. I think back to it. I'm like, when was that? Would we just yeah. run through the streets naked? I, yeah. Look at us. You know what? I hated my body then too. You know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. It's like like there's never been a single day as a woman, as an American woman, and I think French women, European women have a, have us beat so much on this because they're so much more confident when they're in their own skin. But American women, like I was never happy with my body, not a single day in my whole life. And so right. there's there's no peaking. It's like, I think I'm better now, heavier and bigger than I ever have been because I'm more self-aware of, like you're talking about, the pizza, the beer, the yep. babies, the experiences. You know, I want to eat the pasta. You know, I, I want to cook for my family and I want to eat it. No, I, I think you're right. I think... I don't think any of us have peaked yet because we're still learning, mm-hmm. yes. you know, and, and growing. The wisdom's the sexy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. So. Oh, a great big circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We nailed it. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate.